previously on the Infinite Escape Room. A square prism. Rolling fondle. Oh, God. We could have just turned it off. Only Cumberland remains now. Um, an incumbent. So calling somebody a current incumbent is calling them a current, current incumbent. A current... Okay, don't worry. Welcome to the Infinite Escape Room, the puzzling podcast where a bunch of geographically diverse chums come together, have a drink, and work together to solve a homemade escape room. Except by a bunch, today there is like one. Hello! I'm Ben Levy Griffiths, and today I am drinking a Guinness Original, um, which Jamie just sort of misguessed. He thought I was drinking chocolate. Um, <laughs> it's, I mean, it's a chocolate. You could looking. have fooled me based on the colour. Guinness, um, Guinness was in my top, my top two. I thought I'd go out there and go for just pure chocolate, but once again, I've been wrong. (laughs) I kind of wish I'd just gone, this week I'm drinking Marmite. (laughs) You know, you'd you'd probably, you'd gain a lot of fans. You'd lose a lot of fans, but you'd gain an equal number. But I wouldn't want to see the people that, you know, are are fine with drinking a whole pint of melted Marmite. No, maybe watered down. I mean, that's a a charity challenge. Oh, actually, watered down Marmite with noodles isn't, Terrible. You know that's not a. I'm gonna write that down. <laughs> I don't care if it's a clue for the puzzle or not. I'm gonna. That's gonna be tea tomorrow. <laughs> and join me this week. We have. I'm Jamie, and I am drinking uh, an Orchard Gold from Gwinty's Rig, which is absolutely bloody delicious. Is that um? Is, is that beer or cider? Cider. It's uh. It's one of my go-to ciders, and it's been it's been so long since I've had a cider, and it's bloody gorgeous, and it's very cold and very fruity. <laughs> is it uh, is it a sweet or a, or a dry? Um, it's like a medium. Ah. I was t- I was tempted with the um the black dragon. That's like one of my normal ones, but that, it's a little bit stronger, and I do need my faculties for this because I'm I'm solving solo. <laughs> I um I'm terrible on cider. I don't like dry cider, and therefore I only drink like sweet ciders or like scrumpy, and they tend to be on <laughs> no, the uh, no middle ground. I tend to be sort of a bit on the high side, alcohol-wise, and yeah, get ruined on them. I can imagine, yeah, if, if your only two options are really sweet ciders, and then cider that's so dense you have to chew it, then you're going to have a bad time. I went through a phase of drinking um, Old Rosie because I thought I was being cool and edgy, not realising how strong Old Rosie was, and I, yeah, that was I was not fun to be around that night. I realised that we've not like plugged your stuff in a while. I know, you're back out and about. I am, yeah. I'm, escape rooms are actually open for business, which is an incredible thing. And I'm actually like going out outside again, Ben. It's weird. <laughs> Have you done any good ones recently? Yes. So um, up in the top end, up at top end of Mid Wales, the bottom end of North Wales, on that sort of border area, top of Powys, um, is Rumination up in Llanvillen, where they've got a pirate theme room inside an old Victorian workhouse, and it's incredible. The attention to detail on the set is amazing, and the puzzles are there's some really interesting puzzles I've not seen before. And it's it's one of those ones where there's not much tech in there; it's all physically rotating stuff, sliding panels across, finding secret cubby holes. So every sort of couple of minutes, our team was just going, "Oh my god, we found something else!" And like I've I've missed that sort of sense of excitement. So for my first post lockdown, lockdown, lockdown escape room it sort of set the bar quite high which is lovely you've been to one from um oh, i've forgotten what they're called the, the one in cardiff on the corner escape rooms cardiff yes yes yeah i've done all those i did the the cardiff castle room back in may um not long after they first opened and that is what well, probably my, my favorite room in cardiff it is great nice if you if you ever watch the medieval zone in the crystal maze yeah, it, yeah it's got that kind of vibe in terms of the set but the puzzles are very much escape room puzzles if you're listening and you live near cardiff 
do check it out. And and uh, where can people find you? Where you know where can they find your reviews on on uh, Escape? Uh, so I am uh, on Armchair Escapist. Uh, so that's www.armchairescapist.com. And I'm on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Um, just look for Armchair Escapist. I'm also on TikTok. I for some reason I don't quite get it yet. I'm I'm at least a decade too old for it. But Armchair Escapist on t- TikTok as well. If if you're inclined to watch me unbox Escape games to music that nobody remembers because it's too old but, you know, <laughs> i could be cool um yeah so i do i do escape room reviews i focus on escape rooms in wales like physical escape rooms but i do review uh play at home games boxed escape rooms that kind of thing and um i'm also a puzzle designer so i've got free puzzles on the website i've got a print and play escape game for kids check it out before we begin, I'd like to thank our Patreons for their continued support. And I'd like to give a special shout-out to two of our supporters, Will Ryder and Delana Andrews, um, who I think you've been mentioned like three times in the last few weeks, but that's what my script says, so thank you. <laughs> Thanks very much to the both of you for keeping the show on the metaphoric road. I love the name Will Ryder. It's amazing. It sounds like it should be made up, but I'm fairly confident that it's not, and it's incredible. Well done, the parents of Will Ryder. Right then, just what is the Infinite Escape Room? Well, it's like any other escape room you may be familiar with, but this one reaches across all known themes, retail parks, and dimensions. And because it's infinite, there is no end. Every room in the Infinite Escape Room links into the next, in one big never-ending escape experience adventure. Each week, one of us will present a part of the Infinite Escape Room, while the others try and solve it. If you don't escape within 30 minutes, then terrible things shall befall you. And if you break anything, you will lose your deposit, um, which this week I've not set. So any preference? Just the the prospect of any kind of company for the rest of my days, given that I'm currently on my own. That. You'll, you'll kind of a mixed that. bag, actually. I, I don't know if I'd mind that. Just a bit of <laughs> solitude. We'll see. <laughs> Are you ready? Good God, I hope so. Then let's enter the Infinite Escape Room. Last time on the Infinite Escape Room, you defeated Richard Osman and encountered a single, unimaginably large red fish. Scales the size of galaxies, fins larger than the laws of physics can feasibly accommodate, staring into your souls with a malevolent, unblinking eye. The Guardian is no more. Osman is defeated. The seal is broken. We are herring, and we are free once more. The herring opens its mouth, and a tide of dogs fall from it, each more rabid and diverse in its breed than the last, and each dog in turn vomiting more and smaller dogs. This, uh, by the way, is all from Mike. What have I stepped into? (laughs) Around you, birds fall like sausages, because they have become sausages. Mounds of sausages and liquefied dogs pile around you. You hear a screech and a guttural spluttering wobble. falls from the sky and crashes into the ground in front of you. It's gasping for breath. And yet, the dogs still pour from the sky where the fish's mouth was. In fact, there's a portal where the dogs are pouring from. You notice that pitchforks have started spewing from the heavens. They turn into dining forks and then spoons and then into spades before turning into eider ducks. And then, of course, into sausages. Implicitly, you know there is only 30 minutes left. What would you like to do? Okay, so the first thing I'm going to do is just completely piss myself, because this is terrifying. 
Good God. <laughs> Mike told me to go surreal. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, boy, I'll say. And weirdly, I'm pretty sure this is like the fourth episode in a row that I've been on where sausages have been like a main component. So uh, there's a theme going on. Uh, we are looking to get sponsored by Walls. Oh, perfect. <laughs> Walls, the sensible choice for your sausage meal. Okay, um, let's have a look at that herring. Nearing the herring, it looks into your soul with its large eyes, coughing and spluttering, a gush of bodily fluids eject from its mouth, bits floating in it. After a single long shaking breath, the fish dies. Well, I suppose there's no harm then in, in having a little bit of a fish around hey, inside <laughs> its mouth or in whatever it's regurgitated up. Just have a, have a, a tentative little toe through. Uh, so you uh, sort of with your, with your foot sort of um, knock a few bits of bobs from side to side. There are some obvious fishy food bits, uh, whatever herrings eat, whatever very large herrings eat. No dogs because they're spewing from the portal. You uh, you happen to find something that's quite chunky and round, um, and it looks like a compass. Is it a compass? Uh, it is actually a compass, yes. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, does the compass work? Does it point north or point wherever? The compass is reeling crazily. Uh, it's still on the floor. Okay, can I please pick up the compass? You can do. As you pick it up and bring it to uh, sort of chest height to inspect it, it fixes on a single direction. Oh, can I move? Well, first of all, wait, what direction is that pointing in? That way. Excellent. I'll go that way. <laughs> Wonderful. Good choice. <laughs> you walk amongst the carnage of the apocalypse and you find a hut. It's a small hut with a garden affixed and a, a ladder climbing up to the roof. Um, I Is there anything in the garden that's of interest or unusual? There are uh, a number of vegetable patches. What vegetables are growing in these patches? Are you well versed in, in vegetables? Ah, but as much as the next. <laughs> you notice that, that there is what looks like a crop of potatoes, uh, a crop of aubergines, uh, some beans you definitely recognise, carrots and cabbages. Okay. Potatoes, aubergines, beans, carrots and cabbages. Lovely. Um, can I uh, climb the ladder up to the roof? Uh, you can do, yes. You're on the roof. Lovely. Um, anything on the roof? That's funky. Uh, no. You notice that um, at this level, you are above the eider duck stage. Below the spoon stage, you appear to be in the spade stage. I'm in the sp Okay. <laughs> Good God. Um, am I able to reach out and grab a spade? Before it smacks me in the face? Um, yes, you are, yes. I'll just grab one from the sky. Wonderful, you have a spade. Cool, I'll do like a sort of a cool ninja twirl with it. No one's watching, but just for my own personal gain. <laughs> um, can I then, can I shimmy down the ladder? Um, can I dig up the vegetable patches? Uh, it's going to take you quite a while. Ah, crap. Probably um, about 40 minutes, at least. I mean, it could be worth it, but I, I'll, I'll, I'll rein in that, that urge. Um... <laughs> Okay, um, can I go inside the hut? You can do, yes. The hut is relatively dark. There's a thundering sound of um, spoons <laughs> against the ceiling. And there's very, very little in here. So there is a desk with some woodworking equipment on. There's a, um, a mass of wood shavings underneath the desk. Uh, in one of the corners, there is a hearth. There, there's no fire in it. And there is also a small table with some stuff on it. Ooh, um, can I pop over to the hearth and just to see if there's anything inside the hearth? Uh, you can do, and there is um, in the Discord channel or in the show notes. You should be able to see uh, what you can find in the hearth. What can I see? Oh, uh, oh, bloody hell, man. Immersive. Okay, so um, we've got a, a piece of paper that's been rather expertly burnt with some writing on it, and the writing says the number of letters in, and then 
a big burnt patch. There's also um, a plus 18 written in the top right corner. Uh, everything else is sort of burnt off. It's written in a, a rather lovely green ink. Okay, interesting. Um, that's the only thing that's in the hearth, yeah? Yes. Cool. Um, can I go take a look at that table full of stuff, please? There appears to be um, a couple of wooden bowls, uh, a knife. There's some scraps of lettuce, and also in one of the bowls is a uh, a tangy sauce. Okay, a tangy sauce? So- did you say some scraps of lettuce? I did, yes. Okay, well... Um, some stale bread as well, like little squares of stale bread. Okay, we well, all know I'm going to have to dunk that in the tangy sauce. And give it a good munch. It's delicious. It's sort of mustardy, peppery, anchovy, a little bit vinegary. Oh, delicious. Yeah. Okay. Um, bowls, knife, lettuce, tangy sauce, bits of bread. Okay, so there's nothing, uh, nothing of interest on that it table? It doesn't appear to be, no. Okay, cool. Um, anything under the table? No. Okay, cool. Sneaky. Um, can I take a look at the desk with all the woodworking equipment on it? There is a collection of woodworking tools. Uh, I don't know what they are and neither do you. Uh, and then there's a mound of, uh, of, of shavings underneath. Okay. Come a little bit of a pour through the shavings, see if anything emerges. Uh, you can do, yes. Uh, you find a plaque, uh, which again is in the show notes. Oh, yippee. Oh, crikey, okay. So the plaque is sort of burnt into the wood and it's all in in nonsense. I'm going to attempt to pronounce it. Could be some sort of a Welsh, I don't know. So we got Af, Usku, Gux, Shugsgukutuku, Primif, Klokak, Blakla, Luck, Kufujub, Gefiku. Kiwi, Ibikabriks, Kiev Mereru. I apologise for anybody who might speak that language in case it's rude. <laughs> that was good. I, I, I enjoyed that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, ooh, okay. So I'm, I'm assuming that this um, this thing on the plaque may be some sort of cipher. So it's got a case of how I decipher it, I suppose. Okay. Is there anything else uh, in the room that I haven't looked at? No, you appear to have looked at everything and, and appear to have everything. Okay, cool. Um, so I've got that plus 18 written on that burnt paper on the top right corner. Um, God, I can't even, I'm not going to be able to do this mentally. But am I able to somehow automatically in my brain shift those letters by 18 places in the alphabet and magically know what the, the deciphered message uh, might be? Uh, 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 yes, yes, you can. I'm going to have to pause the timer and get some stuff ready for you. <laughs> yeah, I was tempted to use an online decoder, but I figured that would be cheating. Uh, I mean... Um, you could have an online decoder if you wished to. You could, because uh, that's all I'm going to effectively do for you. Um, uh, but if you wait a second, I will have it written out if you'd like to. Uh... Oh, amazing. Thank you. Service is fantastic. Uh, and for listeners, I will um, attempt to put the uh, decoded, sorry, the encoded code in the uh, in the show notes as well. <laughs> um, so let me, I'm going to post all of that into the Discord now. And hopefully it's the same. It's exactly the same. Okay. So if I take that and if I go to my mind palace where I will completely on my own with no assistance whatsoever put this into my brain, I should decrypt it. So have a little look. Oh no, my mind palace seems to have failed me. Let's try it again. Oh, okay. So, well, I've got the words in case of apocalypse. In case of apocalypse, we've got something. And then the rest is more gibberish. Oh dear. So that means I need to decipher more? Or did I just decipher it wrong? Ooh, Ben, you sneaky. I've got as far as in case of apocalypse. And for some reason, my mind palace isn't uh, letting me decode the rest of it for some strange reason. Let's have a little look. What's going on? Hmm. What? So I'm going to remind you that you've got everything that you need and uh, you've definitely gotten the first step correct. Okay. Oh, so there's... Okay. So in case of apocalypse, obviously, is right because that's in perfect English. 
And and could you just um, uh, go through what your mind palace just did? So my mind palace took the gibberish, um, and because the bit of paper had the plus 18 on the corner of it, um, that hinted me towards the fact that the letters were 18 places in the alphabet shifted either forwards or backwards. So I just did the reverse of that in my mind, not using decode.fr slash shift dash cipher, which is what I use for absolutely everything. <laughs> what a wonderful indexing you have of your mind palace. <laughs> well, what can I say? I'm uh, I'm a renaissance man. Right. Why? Mm, okay. So we've got in case of apocalypse and then we've got on the paper the number of letters in. In what? Hmm. So I've got everything you say. You do, yes. As an aside, while you're having a ponder, uh, the uh, the burnt bit of t- paper took me about three attempts because uh, I kept on burning it too much. <laughs> <laughs> so that makes sense. The other two lines don't when I do the same shift cipher. So then we've got the number of letters in something. And we've also got some sho- shovel and potatoes, aubergines, beans, carrots and cabbages. And it could be the number of letters in cabbages, <laughs> potato <laughs> or aubergine. Hmm. And I've got everything else that I need to shift this. Okay. Um, can I take a look, another look out into the garden? Uh, yep, you can do. There, the garden is one, two, three, four, five. There are five sort of patches slightly raised above the ground. Almost all the patches are segregated by some concrete path. However, the carrots and aubergines are separated by like a wooden plank that's just been uh, laid so that the gardener can get to either side. Cool. Carrots and aubergines. Yes. Interesting. Um, anything under the plank? Uh, some creepy crawlies. Okay, cool. Um, how many carrots and aubergines are there? Numerous. Okay. Um, <laughs> do you want me to count the scribbles that I've randomly put on, or, or do you? Are, it, are you happy to to know that I've randomly scribbled stuff? I will just. I will accept your answer, lot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm guessing that's the case for all the vegetables. It is. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Mm. I suppose the only things I've got is the vegetables so far. So let's try the number of letters in all those added up. Okay, so that goes beyond 26, so I can't shift it by the number of letters in all the various vegetables that are there. I mean, you could give it a go. We just keep going across the alphabet constantly. I mean, it could. It'd be shifting by like 72 or something. <laughs> okay, let's let's go crazy with it. Let's try, let's try this whole, <laughs> this thread of adding up all the letters of the different things. So we've got potatoes, aubergines, beans, carrots, and cabbages. Oh, good there's also that lettuce. Where'd that lettuce come from? That was that was just on the table. Yeah, didn't grow it though. Where'd he get it from? Who well, or she? <laughs> or the, whatever this entity is. Local market, I guess. <laughs> okay, so we went two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one, twenty-two, twenty-three, twenty-four, thirty-nine. Yeah, that doesn't seem to do anything. <laughs> That's just a just a big number. Okay, so it's not that. What am I missing then? Ha 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 Um there's nothing about the house itself. That's unusual or of interest? Uh, no, no, not at all. Okay. Uh, so you said I was above the Iduduck layer when I was up on the roof. So I'm guessing yes. if I'm here on the ground floor, I'm at the Iduduck level. The Iduduck level is slightly above where your head would be. You could probably reach up and grab an Iduduck. Okay, uh, I'll, but, I'm going to jump. Uh, but at, at eye height, um, they've pretty much turned into sausages. Okay, can I grab a couple of sausages? You can do, yes. Anything about these sausages that are interesting? They don't come in Wall's packaging. Um, oh. <laughs> no, they're just they're just um, fairly standard-looking sausages. Oh, damn. Okay, well, I'll eat it regardless. I mean, they're not being cooked. That's fine. There's weirder stuff going on right now than uncooked, <laughs> uncooked sausages. I'm sure it'll be fine. The number of letters. Oh, okay. 
So going back to the plaque then and this note, the number of letters in, the number of letters in the plaque itself potentially. So I'll try that. Uh, okay, more counting. Here we go. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18. Good God, no, that's about 20 million as well. So it can't be that. Ooh. How much time I got left? The, the timer's saying 19 minutes, um, but it did stop. So, But I'm going to go with what the timer's saying. So hey, 19 I'm cool minutes. with that. Plenty of time. Okay, so what is it that I'm missing? Just to double check, if I re- go into the hearth and give a good reach up into the chimney area, anything up there? You bring your hand back down and it's all sooty. It's covered in soot. Oh, the sooty is up there. Perfect. Say much. I could use an extra brain. <laughs> he, uh, he does that thing where he tries to talk in your ear and then you realise it's just your hand. Just... <laughs> just just accidentally give myself a wet willy like stop it we've got company don't be rude <laughs> i am a little bit stumped i think i might need to steer um so your first steer will be that listeners that have been i was going to say eagle-eyed but this is a podcast so um eagle-eared is that a thing hair-eared i don't know might notice that you've already said one of the sort of one of the answers it was an answer that you were given but uh, you've already said one of the answers i've already said one of the answers Oh, God. What the hell? Um, I would um, definitely concentrate your efforts around the scrap of paper and the plaque. Okay. So we've got the number of letters in something. We've got this plus 18 in the top corner. I've used the plus 18 already to get the words in case of apocalypse. But then it doesn't apply to the second or third lines. Hmm. The number of letters in apocalypse, spade, cheese, sausages. Hmm. There was no mention of cheese. (laughs) Damn it. <laughs> I'd prefer if you kept things realistic in this. Oh, I do apologise, Ben. You can't just materialise cheese. <laughs> how, how dare I? I've just been sifting through herring goo. Give me a break. <laughs> so you, um, uh, just to sort of see you again, you said you're going to count up all the all the lines. And that's when you said the first answer. Oh, shit. Well, I, I said it was going to be like 20 million. Uh, and it was a couple of words before that that you, um, you said it. Oh, God, what did I say? Well, let's, let's, let's go back. Let's go back and think this through. Yeah, so I was going to count up, just say how many letters were on this plaque altogether. Um, yeah. I started to count, then I stopped because it was getting to be a, a big number. Maybe I keep doing that. So look, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18. Oh, hang on a second now. 18 is the f- number of letters in the first line. So, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 19, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23. So I shift the second line by 23. Goes into Mind Palace. Huzzah. Okay. So the second line says supplies for the end of time. Okay. In case of apocalypse, supplies for the end of time. I should do that. I'll do that again for the third line. The number of letters in that line on the plaque should be the number of letters I shift on the cipher. So let's try this. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27, 28, 29, 30. Going beyond the alphabet. To Z and beyond. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we've got cabbages make excellent guardians. So the full thing is in case of apocalypse, supplies to the end of time, cabbages make excellent guardians. So could I take my spade and start... Excavating the cabbage patch like uh, a really worn down Tony Robinson. You can do, yes, yes. Heading back outside and trying to dodge uh, eider ducks and sausages, you begin to dig in the cabbage patch. Uh, you dig for a few minutes. You lose around about five minutes, which I'm guessing is maybe how long the uh, the time was stopped anyway. <laughs> and you uh, you go to to sort of dig one more time, and the spade hits a wooden box. 
Ooh. I will uh, dust it off tentatively, wipe away the dirt as they do in Time Team, and then lift it out and then try to smash into it like they do in all the action films. <laughs> Wonderful. Having carefully uh, lifted it up and seeing a rather ornate wooden box uh, with a uh, very um, delicate looking hinged lid, you uh, take the spade and smash it open. Just yeah. Uh, inside, you find a farrel and ball colour chart and some crampons. I beg your pardon? <laughs> a farrel and ball colour chart. And some crampons. Pardon my ignorance, Ben, but what the heck is a crampon? Uh, they're the things you put on the bottom of your feet so that you have grip. Oh, okay. It's a sports thing. Yeah, or an expedition thing. Yeah, I I don't go outdoors often. So we got a colour chart and some crampons. Cool. It's about this time that you look. The, uh, the portal seems to have moved sort of your way. And there is a mountain of dogs sort of leading up to it. Oh, okay. Um, could I please put the crampons... Um, onto my shoes, if I'm assuming I've got shoes. You do, yes. I, I think you've been clothed since my last episode. I, otherwise, the last five weeks, if you've just, or four or five weeks, you've just been naked. Um, <laughs> Wouldn't be the first time then. <laughs> it's September now. That's why I'm still not allowed at the bus station. <laughs> uh, so you're placing your crampons on and uh, trekking up towards the portal. Excellent. Um, can I have a little look at the colour chart while I'm ascending this? Mountain of Dogs. Um, yeah, the Farrell and Ball colour chart is just a colour chart, really, um, from Farrell and Ball. Got lots of different colours on it. Cool. I can't think of any of ones. Oh, there's there's Duck Green, which I think is this one here behind me. Oh, um, lovely. And what's this one? Slack Lime Mid is another one. Oh, okay. Um, the posh colours then. Hague Blue. Yeah, I can't, I can't think of any more. With your crampons furly... I'm probably saying crampons wrong. I didn't Google this. They might be like crampons or something like that. Um, but I'm going to call them crampons. <laughs> With your crampons firmly affixed to your feet, you begin to scale the mounds of dogs that have fallen from the sky, attempting to look away from those big puppy dog eyes as you trundle across them, stabbing step after stabbing step. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Finally, you reach the portal and the stream of dogs pauses. Looking through, you see nothing. And just as you ready yourself to jump through... A vacuum sucks you inwards. Ooh. You see nothing other than green. You know that you're not in something green, but somehow in the colour green. And congratulations, you have solved my puzzle. Woohoo! Oh, that colour chart will come in handy. I'm quite, I'm quite pleased that, uh, it, you know, with some, some subtle nudging from yourself, thank you for that, I would have been completely flummoxed otherwise. When, when you said it uh, first time, I was like, oh, you're going to get this. And then you're just like, oh, this will be like a billion different numbers. <laughs> It's too hard and involves counting. Leave me alone. <laughs> I always thought that maths wasn't my strong suit in an escape room scenario, but with like a time pressure. But I didn't realise how basic my level of maths ineptitude went, that I refused to even count beyond 26. It's terrible. You've, I've, I've realised a lot about myself tonight, Ben. Thanks. <laughs> That's quite all right. What we're here to do. Thanks very much for listening. You can subscribe to us on all of your favourite apps, feeds, iTunes, and at our website, www.theinfiniteescaperoom.com. You can follow us and get in touch via Facebook and Twitter at tier underscore podcast. If you enjoyed the episode, and we hope you did, we'd be much obliged if you could leave us a review on iTunes or Facebook, as it's a massive help in reaching new audiences. And as we mentioned, we're also on Patreon. If you'd like to support the show, head over to patreon.com forward slash The Infinite Escape Room, where you can listen to episodes a week early, have your name mentioned on the show, get unedited episodes, and more. We love you lots, and we hope to see you next time in another Infinite Escape Room. Goodbye. Bye-bye. <laughs>